Did you ever want to toss one back with Kerouac? Get a little smashed with our Dinesh. Start to read with Daniel Steele. Slosh some gin with Anna Eastman. It's time to get lit faced while you are day drinking with authors. Hey, hey, day drinkers. We made it. Another week in the books. Um, I hope you're staying healthy and I hope you're staying whole and I hope you're drinking enough water and I hope you've got enough really good books to read. And if you don't have enough really good books to read, I am here to solve that problem for you because I've got a doozy today. Um, Today I'm interviewing debut thriller author about her new book. uh, Tell me my name. Uh, I blew that whole thing. (laughs) I am interviewing Aaron Ruddy debut thriller author of (laughs) Tell Me My Name. I'm so excited about this book. I really am that I got a little messy there. Uh, And here we go. Here's Erin. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, Erin, thank you for coming out. And thank you. This is, it's your, it's your debut novel. It came out at the end of last month. Uh, It came out uh, actually two days ago in the U.S., but it came out on the 3rd in Canada. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been here for a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, I'm actually relieved that part's behind me. (laughs) Yeah. There is nothing, I mean, like, it's really, it's really, I mean, launching in COVID is its own, you know, delight and nightmare. But there's nothing quite like the first time your book's out, like that morning that you wake up and you're like, I know people are reading it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And what are they going to think? And it's, it's hard to sleep too. Right. Because yeah. you're so, I, I at least am an anxious person. So I found the whole, the whole, uh, the transition from it being my own little story in my mind to out there in the world quite hard. But. Yeah. Uh, uh, being an anxious person and a writer yeah. is, is a, is a tough combo. <laughs> <laughs> the thick skin will, will come. So uh, hi to everybody watching. Hi, Sharon from Minnesota. Um, a reminder, please ask questions. Like I say, I'm getting pretty good at paying attention to the side. So if you ask me, <laughs> if you've read the book, by all means, come and say hi. Um, so I have a bunch of questions about how your quarantine's going and how your life is. However, we've got to walk through this crazy book. <laughs> <laughs> so... So the book starts and our heroine, her name is Ellie. She has been clearly been kidnapped. She's tied up on a bed. She doesn't know where she is. And then this guy comes in and she doesn't know this guy. And the guy's like, you know me. And you have three guesses to tell me my name or the first one you get wrong, I'm going to cut off your husband's toe and then I'm going to kill him. So then our heroine on the bed goes through this like horrible, like, this is your life meets <laughs> Gerald's game dynamic where she's like, this horrible guy that I knew, you know, so she, you, which as a premise, I was talking to um, some writer friends of mine last night and I was telling them this premise and it is the premise that is like writers go, man, that's good. And go, oh, it's good. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad you like it. So that's the first part of the book. At about 30%, that dynamic changes. And then he takes her on the run. And it becomes a police 
procedural, like a nail-biting police procedural. But at the same time, it's a this is your life from this kidnapper's point of view, which is dark and intense. But it also, you know, we learn all the things that motivate this sort of thing. And then there's a twist, like that you just don't see coming. So I feel like you wrote three action-packed blockbuster ideas in one book. So my question for you is, <laughs> how did you do it? No, I'm kidding. So what, what idea came first? Like what, how did this happen? So it is almost like three books in one. And for good reason, because I probably did three thorough revisions of it to get it to that point, I would say. But the uh, the idea began with the game. So the whole tell me my name game. And when that came to me, I have to say, I had like my hair stood on end. And I thought, oh my God, this is the idea that I needed to write a thriller and to break through um, and just, you know, hopefully get a book published. Because at that point, I'd written one other novel, which didn't go anywhere. It was sort of just my practice novel, I guess. So I was really trying to think up a fresh, interesting and, you know, unsettling hook for a thriller. Um, And that idea came to me in a very strange way. (laughs) I was with my husband and we were at our cottage. Um, We had just purchased it. So there's some similarities there. Mm -hmm. We just dropped our kids off at camp. So I was in a, you know, a different headspace. I was I was calm. And um, but I had noticed that our neighbor's. I'd never met them. And they have this beautiful cottage next to us, massive, gorgeous sort of mansion. Um, And it's very pristine, but no one was ever there. And occasionally I would see a light on, um, but there was never a car. There was no one coming and going. And I started to become a little like obsessed with this. (laughs) So that's sort of, I don't know. I just started thinking about it, thinking about it. And then out of nowhere, I came up with this idea for this tell me my name game. Um, and I, I guess you could call it a twist on the whole Rumpelstiltskin folklore, if you remember that tale. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So it, it came out of nowhere and I was so excited. I started writing it that day, um, but I didn't know where I was going with it. So to your point, I sort of knew how it would begin. I didn't know what was going to happen in the middle. I didn't know how long I could keep that up or if the whole entire book should be her flashing back or if it needed um, just some more excitement and a break from that and into a new, you know, setting essentially. So it was, it was, um, as I was talking to my friends, the, my writer friends, I had not yet broken out just sort of the second, the, the middle chunk of the book. And I was yeah. like, I was like, you, I could, I could read this all day. It, this like, this is your life horror edition. I, it, it was the idea that I was like, I could read this all day. And then when you, when you snapped us out of it, I was like, that's gutsy. It's actually a really gutsy hard thing. Cause I mean, no joke. This is a great idea and you're excited about it. And then you're like, okay, now I've got to finish. <laughs> like I've got to pivot. I've got to, I've got to destroy yeah. the world and this tension that I've set up and, and, take it into another world. So did you write one whole draft of this game or did you get to about, you know, a third of the way through and you were like, I got it. We got to get out of the room. Yeah. I felt a little worried about the flashbacks becoming, you know, how many flashbacks can you, can you put into one book and have people not get confused and, um, and annoyed, frankly, about all these characters and all these possibilities. Um, and I think I, I mean, I watch a ton of movies 
And for me, the pacing, I think, comes more from, from cinema. So it's, it's quite fast moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I felt like, okay, that's, that's the first, the opening section, and then we need a middle and an end. Um, so it, it seemed to me obvious that it had to get out of that room. That being said, I know a lot of readers might disagree. <laughs> and I had an agent or two um, tell me that the whole book should have been set right there in that room. So you never know, right? Yeah. No, it's you never true. know. But it is, it is that um, it's, it is the, um, you know, that thrill when you feel like you're like, you're settling into a book and you're like, Oh, I, 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 yeah. and then suddenly the door gets kicked in. Um, the second part of the book, uh, the the husband kind of goes rogue in a really fun way, but it is, it is this very you know kind of police procedural. We have the the point of view of the um, police officer in the town, yeah. um, kind of this great little character, you know. <laughs> and like how how much research did that require for you? Or um, to be honest, it didn't require too much research again because of how much time I've invested in watching shows and, and uh, movies. Um, however, that being said, I didn't want it to be too much of a, a police procedural. So I didn't hold back. And and I, and I think that's why I, I spent more time with Neil and Abir, um, because I liked the idea of, of them solving the crime through, you know, Facebook and, and driving along and using their phones to solve the crime at the same time that the police officer was doing the work behind the scenes. Uh, because that was something I could relate to. I, I, as I was writing it, I'm like, if I typed in these keywords, what would I get? And yeah. um, so I, I did try to keep crime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sort of mirrored with the police procedural, you you also we get uh, deeper into um, Clive is his name, the Clive, the bad guy, our bad guy. You get deeper into Clive's point of view, and it's not like it's it's dark. It's, yeah. it's he's dark. His past is dark. He does some really dark things. How did that? Like, was that fun? Did you start one way and it get darker as you went? Did your editor was your editor like, hey? All right. <laughs> well, it's funny. It is dark, and and I will agree with you. And I I wanted to create almost a little compassion for him oh, no. and who he was and how he became this monster. Um, so that effort, you know, was definitely there. But I think that there's also a little bit of campy undertone to it, in my opinion, at least. And I I I. I don't know if you saw it, but there's just a little bit because I wanted to take the edge off and I didn't want it to be too frightening for people and too disturbing. So as much as Clive is this, you know, he's a psychotic villain. um, He's there's, you know, he looks like George Clooney. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, yeah. So you made this choice to get this plastic surgery, and it and it, and and it, it made so much sense for that character. It's like who, I mean, read the book, please read the book. You'll love the book. But for all of these reasons, wanted to be somebody who would get all of this kind of sexual attention from women. So who is going to get the most sexual attention? But you know, younger George Clooney. <laughs> I wrote right. the book in 2016, so even yeah. then it was. Yeah. <laughs> when you said campy, I was like, did. Did I read a, a different book? 
that does not that word I, I, I would not describe any of this with the word campy but the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, all I can say is for those who haven't read it it does move quickly I have been telling people it's not that scary it's kind of fun but a lot of readers who maybe <laughs> Oh, what do you I am um I am fairly there's a there's like an absolute we're we're not we're not done with the book this is a little tangent um there's an absolute moment happening it feels like in Canada with uh women mm-hmm. writers uh Hannah Mary McKinnon is is just checked in and said hey and she's actually through her I've I've been introduced to a lot of Canadian thriller authors and it really just it it feels like there like there's this tribe of women writing it's amazing it's so amazing yeah. Hannah Hannah is one of the most inspirational uh female authors of all I just absolutely love her and she's been so good to me and there's so many like to your point Marissa Stapley Amy Stewart um there's just so many Jennifer Hillier Samantha Bailey who who lives around the corner um, yeah like it's wild how many amazing and I mean, that's only the tip of the iceberg, right? There's, there's uh, dozens. And it does. And it does. Oh, oh no. Are we going to get an echo? No, we're good. It does feel like when something like this happens, like I, I come out of romance and a few, a few years ago um, in Toronto and Canada, and, and actually still right now, there was just this real, like, holy cow, all of us were getting published. And it was just this real moment. Uh-huh. And, and you just, it, it, the, the level builds because yeah. You know, you're, you, you're talking to people more than you probably ever have about ideas, about, you know, you're just kind of rubbing shoulders and yeah. your mind starts happening. So do you, are you inspired by um, other authors that you read? Well, all those women that I just reamed off, I've, I've, uh, I've read their works because I'm just profoundly um, impacted by their success, but also the community is just so supportive and so wonderful. And that blew me away. I, as a journalist, you know, you're, it's just a different world. Um, so I write alone and, and, you know, I have my colleagues and we work together and that's great. But then when you write a novel, you spend so much time behind the computer thinking about this world that you're creating and it's all you. So when you finally branch out of it and you end up, you know, socializing with people that totally understand what that's like, it's uh, it's just great, and uh, and then that they've got your back and they help you, and yeah. I, mean, I just think it's such a wonderful community, and I was so surprised to find myself in it, and so thankful, you know, Marissa Stapley. I really owe her because she's the one that pulled me in and introduced me to all of these wonderful women, um, and that's how I met you, Molly. I think through I know uh, I, we were supposed yeah. to have this dinner, and it was uh, gosh, was it? A year and a half ago, it was in January of last year, and yeah, right yeah, before, right before, mm-hmm. I had blown the date, wrote down the wrong mm-hmm. thing, in, pro- in proper Molly Fader style. <laughs> 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 before we had started taping, we were we were talking about your book, and and you know the third part of this book um, is this twist. I'm, I'm giving nothing away, but this yeah. twist ties back as all good twists do as all good twists do ties back to the hero and heroine's backstories. Like it, it just connects all of these dots. And you had said, um, I'm sorry, my dog just came in and 
Um, you had said that the twist came late to you. So what like, did. did happen? Well, so I would say that the first draft of the book was more of a straightforward thriller. And in fact, it was more of an ode to marriage. And, and really, you know, there's that theme as well, like the love and marriage and the husband and wife and, and the, the struggles that they go through. Um, but it was it, the, the first version didn't have that big twist at the end. So that came after. I knew it needed a twist. I knew it needed something, but I didn't want it to be some, you know, like far-fetched, like, oh, it was all, you know, her dream or, or something. So, and there, and it's tough. still on the bed. Yes. <laughs> it's tough. It's, it's not easy. And God bless all these writers who seem to surprise me still every day with these novels. Right. Um, so I struggled with what to do. And when that came to me, it, it was, it was easy enough because it, the story's quite murky, as you know. You're dealing with a psycho who's not all there. And um, so I was able to sort of layer in clues and mislead the reader along the way um, so that when the final reveal happens, it's not obvious, um, but it's not 100% out of the blue either if you go right. back and look for the clues. So that was the hard part for me was to how to make it not like completely out of the blue, um, but how to you know, build it in subtly enough that they don't suspect that. So didn't suspect it. Didn't. Yeah. Did not. So, uh, so what's, are you, are you working on something new? What's, what's next for you? Are you able to work in quarantine? I I have to say the the, uh, pandemic hasn't been good for me in terms of my uh, creative, uh, my side projects, because I've just been so busy with work and my kids and, um, I have to get on it though. I've got it there has been sitting there like dying for me to get back at it. Um, it's, it's pretty much complete. It's about, you know, 70,000 words, but it needs a lot of work. It's, it's rough. <laughs> and again, I'm at that point where I need a, a hook. I need something else and I'm just sort of letting it sit and stew. And then hopefully something will come to me at some point. And I'll go, Eureka, that was it. That's what I should have done. I find it. Um, I find it really amazing, particularly. Um, like, I mean, we, you, some ideas they they arrive. They just arrive, and the hair on the back of your neck stands up, and you're like, "Well, clearly, A, B, C, done." Like, it's just so. Yeah, and some ideas, it's just this grind yes. to get to, and it's there is no rhyme or reason. I wish I could. I mean, I just. So do you, do you have a moment in the day that you work just out of curiosity? Cause you're uh, you're an incredibly accomplished writer. So you must uh, have some techniques to share with me. <laughs> well, I, I'm lucky in that I don't have to like writing is, is my, is my job. Um, and I, I figured out what time works for best for me and I just protect it. So, so hard. Like I just, um, and it's the morning. You know, yeah. anything. I fall apart. I'm going to have this glass of wine and then fall apart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's not easy to find the time and it has to be the morning. That's when I'm fresh too. Like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't sit down and think of a compelling idea right now. I don't think. Oh, I know. So, so yeah. was, this, was this something that you had always wanted to do? Um, like you're a journalist. It was writing fiction always kind of in the back of your head or a part of your plan. Um, 
Absolutely. I I don't think I ever really had the gumption to sit down and try it until I uh, was on maternity leave. So it, it felt like, okay, suddenly I have a little bit of time. I'm at home all the time with my with my baby who sleeps a lot at the beginning. Um, so I think that's when it really hit me, this compulsion to try and write a book. Um, I never really thought it was going to go anywhere. I was doing it uh, just, just to accomplish a goal, a personal goal. Um, but I loved it. You know, I really, really started to enjoy the process and sitting in front of a computer. It's funny, my husband is sales sales guy. So he's on the phone all the time. Mm. And I find that like the idea of talking on the phone, I would find so draining. Whereas for him watching me sit and type hundreds and hundreds of words a day, he, he couldn't fathom doing it. So you have to be somebody, I think, who yeah. enjoys sitting and, and spending a lot of time with your thoughts. And, and um, I happen to be somebody who can do that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's such a remarkably uh, unique, not just a desire um, and not just a talent, but like a discipline. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here. And I, it, you mentioned starting to write when the when you're when you had babies, and and that's when things really started to take off for me. Is when my when my kids, my son, is crawl, just crawled in across the floor to pick something. <laughs> up. So, um, uh, just how much you could get done in those yeah. two hour naps. I know. I mean, if you give me yeah. two hours now, I'm like, oh. And it's just, it's a nice way to escape as well. Like I do find, you know, obviously um, as writers, we have an imagination. And uh, for me, I I really, I really, you know, as you start to form these worlds, you get attached to them and you, you want to be with those characters and you want to develop them. And um, so I found it really fulfilling. Um, But to say it was a goal to publish a book or an aspiration, I, I, I don't think I had that until much later in life. You know, when I was young, I used to write the most, oh, cringy <laughs> song lyrics and poems. And actually, I dug some out earlier this month. My husband and I were cleaning out the closet and I came across a box from when I was in uh, university and high school. And, oh, I wanted to burn it. burn it. Oh, Lord. I found one from grade eight, from eighth grade. Yes. Uh, I had all these manila folders with like completely unfinished. <laughs> stories inside and then title the story <laughs> this isn't like my pure like um christopher pike days i don't know if you were a christopher pike reader but i really loved christopher okay. pike. and the title yeah. of the book was death at sunset lake but i'm really yeah. glad yeah. Yeah. well it's so funny like what i was writing i was a pretty peppy happy teenager but god the doom and the gloom and the angst and these lyrics and in these poems I was writing it actually cracks me up yeah it is it is sort of an interesting part of like my you know my daughter's kind of going through that phase too right, right? Where, like, everything is is twisty lots yeah. of heavy, yeah. and um that it's just it is kind of I mean those like your story I mean it's really exciting it is that it fires up something in your brain to be so surprised yeah you know that it's it and and it's fun to watch you know death and well, the twist I mean do you did you remember well you've probably seen six the sixth sense that movie so that was the first time I watched a movie and was blown away by that twist at the end like I could not believe that 
that was actually the ending and I had to go back and rewatch it. And I thought that was brilliant. So it's funny, like the whole twist, like this is a, um, I know that twists are always important, but it's become so important to this genre where you, you really need to have a great twist and, you know, the pace, the characters, all of those things have to be there. But now the the pressure to come up with this twist at the end, yeah. I it feel it. <laughs> Tough. And, and I think it's part of the, the genre's, like constantly climbing, you know, yeah. I'm, I write romance and women's fiction and I'm like, Oh, I need a twist in my women's fiction. I mean, women's fiction has <laughs> twist list for generations, <laughs> but that, that's a joke. I, I love that genre. And I wish I, if my mind didn't always go dark, I would love to do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because I'm thinking of that. Your premise, my friends, my writer friends and I were talking about it last night. And I was like, it's one of those, premises and, and much like um hannah's book where yeah. her last book where it's like you you could take that idea and give it to four different writers and have four dramatically different books with the same yes intense thriller premise and i and, and which to me like it's just another indicator of like what a timeless idea that your idea was like what a great idea it was because it you could I mean, I want to write that book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would be fun in a romantic novel, eh? All that dark stuff and like focus on the good memories. I love it. The one of the friends that I was talking to writes YA fantasy, and she was like, "Oh man!" And I was like, "Yeah, you could write that as a YA fantasy." Like. I mean, not quite as dark, but anyway, yeah. as a testament to your great idea. Not that we all spend <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's out there now. I don't care who takes it. <laughs> I'm I'm really, I really do uh, appreciate you taking the time to come and chat and have a drink and a laugh. Um, I, everybody, please go grab this book because it is, it is a really exciting read and it keeps you on your toes. I stayed up way too late last night to finish it. So I, I really do recommend it. And did you, what about the ending? Scary ending? Uh, fulfilling ending? Happy ending? It was a hopeful ending. It's a hopeful. It is, it is a happy ending for my for my viewers out there who are like, oh, I don't like thrillers. If maybe <laughs> just don't die. Um, there's fallout from what happens, but at the end mm-hmm. of the book, you definitely get the vibe that um, things are going to be okay. Yeah. You know, she's going to be herself again. He's going to be himself again. We're going to be okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> What we need right now, Lord knows. Exactly, <laughs> don't we? Uh, well, thank you everybody for stopping by. There's so many comments. There were no questions, or unless I missed them. Oh, com- oh my God! I was on the uh, the wrong. I was on private chat, and now I'm on comments, and I'm seeing. Oh, look at people showing up. Oh, that's oh. great. <laughs> Linda Fox has had too much wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you everybody for coming by. Remember, uh, stay safe. Wear a mask, have a drink, read a book. There's a lot of good ones out there right now. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Molly, for having me. Ah, My pleasure. We'll talk soon. Thank you.